0: Good morning, Jason. It's good to see you. Hey, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How good. are you? I'm doing good. Yes, it's, it's, I'm excited for today. We've always got great people coming, and it always gets
1: me excited. I know. I know. So
0: it's it's and hard not to talk about it too quickly. That's
1: right. So you just have <laughs> to kind of sit in suspense and wonder who the interview is for today. Right. Uh, we'll tell you here in a few minutes. Right.
0: Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah,
1: it's a good day. Looking it is. forward to this and uh, curious. Yeah. You know, if uh, you could travel back in time. Where and when would you go?
0: You know, it's funny you break this, brought this up right now, because I was <laughs> on surfing this morning, and I saw a meme that said, Doc, where are you going? Referring to, you know, back to the future. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and Marty turns around and goes, I'm going back, or Doc turned around and goes, I'm going back to 1989 to fill up my gas tank. And I was like, that is freaking hilarious. Oh, my
1: goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, in light of all oh, the wonderful chaos in the right, gas station. Right,
1: I had to go back and fill up my gas tank. <laughs> oh, man. you take the take extra gas cans with you. Right. Or just get the, what was it, the Mr. Fusion? Yes. At the end, you know, yeah. and uh, throw your banana peels. Throw your banana peels. Half empty beer Shouldn't can we be and, there right now?
0: With a, I, we should. At four or five dollars a gallon? Like, I think,
1: yeah. We should be able to have one of those, no? When, and, I mean, we should call Elon Musk and just find out why he hasn't. Prevented. Right, he hasn't fixed that? Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's coming, coming, right? Someday. Right. Yeah, the flux capacitor and all of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we didn't really answer the question. No, we didn't. But that so, was fun. Did you have one? I don't know. I mean, I remember uh, – let's just stay on gas prices. How's that? Um, <laughs> I do remember in high school uh, gas dropping below a dollar a gallon. Yes. Um, and there was this one part of town that had four gas stations, one on each corner oh, wow. of the intersection. Yeah. And they would get into price wars. And I remember one time it dropped around like thirty six or forty cents a gallon. No. I mean, it was it was insane. While you were in high school. Yeah. And it was just this Crazy. weird gas war right on that one corner. Rest of town. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, dollar and a half, two dollars, whatever it was at the time. I right. don't know. Um, but it's just every once in a while there'd be a gas war in town and stations would compete to have the lowest price. Wow. And you'd just drive around and be like, oh, I'll take that one. <laughs> right? <laughs> we just go around the corners, figure yeah. out which one's cheapest. Yeah. But at that time, I only, you know, I only had five bucks, and right. it didn't matter where I went. I only spent five bucks. That's awesome. And uh, hopefully, got more than more from my money. But <laughs> yeah, sorry to shift the topic. No, yeah. Yeah. no, we'll we'll come back to that later. Yeah. How's that? There you go. Hey, uh, we've been talking a little bit uh, in the last episode about change. That sometimes change is forced upon us. Sometimes we're evaluating change for our business or for our lives, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and what we have to do to kind of think through that change and help set the stage for that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if we're communicating to our entire company or our team and stuff like that. And so we talked about you know the dissatisfaction with the status quo. Mm-hmm. You know, of, of truly understanding the the reality of now today. Right. Um, we talked about having a vision for the future. You know, what does point B look like? What is right. this? You know, if things are broken now, what is the solution? What does the fix look like? Mm-hmm. And then what are the natural next steps to get there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's one way, uh, you know, that's how we process change. It's how we can communicate change. Um, but for all those things to happen, you know, when, when you add together the dissatisfaction, the vision, the the next steps, all of that has to be greater than the resistance to that change. Right. Resistance can even... I mean, even if you understand the present, you understand where you want to go, and you know the steps you need to take, Mm -hmm. if the resistance is greater than the sum of those things, Mm -hmm. you're still not going to move. You're still not going to change. Right. Right? And so resistance can come in in three different categories. Um, The first is a barrier. The Mm -hmm. second is hurdles. And the third are gaps. And so a barrier is literally something that you just can't change. Yeah. There is a barrier to this... And it is out of my control. Would you say it's even things like you
0: think that you that are barriers, like like the things that you talk about, like that you can't change? Like sometimes there's things that you think are barriers, but are truly are not. Is right, that follow, right? Is and, that similar?
1: And I think vice versa. Okay. I think sometimes this next category we'll talk about hurdles. Sometimes we can build a hurdle into a barrier. Okay. In our minds, right. and sometimes when we can look at a barrier and go, "No, I can change that." Right, And we really, you know, you really can't. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, if you, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there's so many ingredients to, you know, what a barrier can be. This mm-hmm. is just, it's out of your control. Yeah. You know, I used to do, you know, business with such and such company or, or individual and and they've shut down, they've dropped off the map that, you know, they've had other issues come up and now part of your business is suffering mm-hmm. because of a barrier there right and it's not something you can change right and so you have to find a different direction to go you Right, know? and so barriers are just those things in life that that's out of our control right and we have to be honest and and willing to look at it and say yeah I can't control that right and it's okay yeah it's okay and yeah yeah um, the hurdles are things that you can overcome so it might look like a barrier, it might feel like a barrier, but it truly is something that you can hop over. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were using the illustration last week or in the last episode about, um, you know, the, the, the foot chase in the movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> that change is always chasing us. Yes. And sometimes, you know, you're running through the marketplace and you're leaping over the fruit carts and <laughs> you're toppling boxes trying to run away from change, right? right. Totally. <laughs> you know, and so those are the hurdles. Mm-hmm. You're running through these places you're dodging people you're you're trying to you know trying to get around these things. the barriers is when you're running down the street, you make that hard right and it turns out to be a dead-end alley okay there's nothing else you can do right you're stuck and so you have to find a different path yeah. but the hurdles are you know uh, there's ways around this there's there's mm-hmm. things I can overcome sometimes those are intrinsic you know it's it's fear, which mm-hmm. actually I think we're going to talk about in our in our interview here in a little bit, right. you know, of overcoming fear of, you know, what am I afraid to lose? What am I afraid to, um, you know, fear of failure? You know, different right. things like that, that those are just hurdles. Those are things that we can overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is a gap. Um, gap is just a, um, something that needs to be filled in before moving on. Mm-hmm. That might be a gap in knowledge, might be a gap in skills, might be a people gap, you know, of, of ha- having the right person in the right seat um, in your company, um, right. that, that if I can get the right person in that seat, you know, then that gap is filled. Right. And, Thanks. but then also looking at, well, what are the hurdles to getting the right person in that right seat? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, or maybe it's a barrier of we just don't have the budget to hire. Right. So, you know, um, so effectively analyzing, you know, what is the resistance that I'm facing? Mm-hmm. Is the problem that I feel? Is it a gap? Because if it's a gap, that's something that I can learn. That's something I can add. Um, there, there's something that will fit that space. And so, how do I, how do I find that and plug it in? Yeah, you know. And if it's a hurdle, okay. What's our, what's our pathway? Do we need to go over it? And we can go under it, around it. What's there is a path through this resistance. Mm-hmm. What what are the steps I need to take to get over that?
0: Right. I love the fact that you said over it, around it, under it. Right. Like like there's ways around it.
1: Right. And maybe through it. I don't know. Depending on what it is, right? (laughs) Might not be the best course of action. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a little more more difficult. Right. Uh, But that's what we try and do often, though. Mm -hmm. We try and just, you know, duck our head like a football player and just barrel right on through. Right. When, you know, taking the the time to look at that resistance and say, okay, this is what's standing before me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can figure this out. Right. We've got, we've got resources. That's... I know people, um, you know, uh, we talk a lot about having mentors, having coaches, people who can help speak into your life. They can look at it from an outside perspective and say, right. you got this.
0: Right. It's you exactly got this. Exactly right.
1: And oftentimes, the answer is within us. Mm-hmm. We just need somebody to help pull it out. Right. Yep. And that's, that's really cool. So, um, so yeah, I mean, take an effective look at your resistance mm-hmm. of what's what's standing before you, what's the fear, what's the, what's the problem, and, and categorize them appropriately. Hmm. If it's a barrier, find a new path. That's really if it's good. a hurdle, what's the, what's the direction around that? Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's a gap, fill it. And it's amazing, like so many of these things, it
0: just um, – people just don't take the time to break them down. And I think that's one of the biggest – hurdles or problems that yeah. that some business owners deal with. It's just, I, I know that in my person, in my personally, like with my business, I know that there's days, like, I feel like there's hurdles, but I'm just running so fast. It's hard to right. break them down. And right. I, it's like, hey, you got to stop. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. If we <laughs> like, don't slow down, those hurdles become barriers. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. It is. Um, it is. Especially at a
0: Trying to keep the pace that right many people do, so right. I'm guilty of it too,
1: yeah I mean, looking at what we can control and what we can't control right, and what we can't control, allowing that to bring us peace mm-hmm. even though it's frustrating right that I can't control this aspect, and I'm okay with that right, and you know that's a that's a that's a hard it's a hard step to take mm-hmm. in our thinking and so yeah. Well, cool. Let's... So you go. Let's talk about our exciting new interview. Yeah, yeah. Interviewee. <laughs> so we've got Scott Fry, um coming to talk to us today. Scott is um, a financial planner with Edward Jones here in the south side of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known Scott for a number of years, and you have as well. Correct. And Scott is, is one of those guys that um, I, I know he has my back. Right, I know he's on my side. Yes, and yeah, and he he genuinely cares. He does. I mean, if you're if you're an extreme ex- introvert, right? You know who you know. They they love to gain their energy from quiet and solitude, right? Mm-hmm. Scott, I think, is one of those people that even extreme interview introverts walk away from feeling better, right? You know, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I think you're going to enjoy this interview. Yeah, and uh, let's jump in. Let's jump in. All right.
0: Well, good morning, Scott Fry. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Yeah, thanks for
1: having me. Guys. Welcome. Glad you're here.
0: Yeah, we're super excited to hang out with you today in all of your infinite wisdom. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, let's just jump right into it. Tell us about your family, where you grew up, where, and and let's just start at the beginning a little bit. Give yep. us a little background.
2: Yeah, grew up in Bargersville, Center Grove guy. Um, my kids go over to Greenwood Christian Academy and um are kind of getting into middle school ages so fun ages to to play golf and hang out a little bit and okay. just enjoy our family.
0: So you've been on the South side of the, your whole life then, huh? For yeah. The
2: um for the most part I there was about a 10 year stint after high school um where I did mission work. Okay. And so I lived out of state for I lived on the Big Island for about almost 8 years. Okay. And um yeah kind of settled back home. Okay. After that. So
0: cool. So after high school, 10 years gone, was there college in there or trade school or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend this, but I went to, uh, I was building a business for some guys out of Chicago and was on the road Mm -hmm. um, with with building that but um at the same time I was going to Indiana Wesleyan like their adult program. Okay. So I didn't I didn't go the traditional route. Right. Um but yeah, I did go to school um at Indiana Wesleyan here in Greenwood.
0: Okay. Yeah. And did you come out with um general studies or you and just Business t- management. Business management. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did their bachelor's. That was the long-term goal or just trying to figure out life.
2: Yeah, I mean, my original plan was that I was going to own a construction company like I worked for in Hawaii and they built like super high-end custom houses. Mm-hmm. Um and a few things changed with the economy. Okay. So kind of circled back to what I knew and I I deal with investments now, but okay. yeah, need saw the need for the degree and get her done, you know.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, tell us about your role now, kind of where you're where you're working at, what you're doing kind of. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I I work here in Greenwood. Um, I work with a team of folks. Uh, we deal with like wealth management, money investments. Do a lot of stuff for business owners and just people trying to not work forever. Right. And uh, right now, one of the things I don't I don't know if I've even told you guys this, but. I'm, work, I'm assembling a team of attorneys and CPAs just to deal with estate planning because it can be so overwhelming for people, mm-hmm. people with special needs, uh, special needs trusts, and just kind of getting your ducks in a row um, for, for that wealth transfer as mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah, there's a lot that goes into that, right? I mean, that's not just yeah. a simple, hey, yes, I want to do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've seen that really surprised me was folks that have large amounts of money. Mm-hmm. That you would think, oh, they've got all this stuff worked out. Right. They were asking me, well, who who should I go see? And I would recommend somebody. And you know, I don't know what what the uh, hurdle was there, but it's, I think it's just a lot. Like, how yeah. much is this going to cost? Is it going to be super painful? Right. And so one of my mentors actually told me, do you have your estate planning stuff done? And Mm -hmm. I'm an investment guy, you know, and I don't. So I've been interviewing all these attorneys. And that's one of the things uh, for this year is I just really, instead of building my business, I mean, it's growing, it's fine. But I really want to help build other people's businesses. Um, It just is a lot more fulfilling and and fun.
1: That's exciting. So the... The focus of our podcast is leading is serving. Okay. So what you're saying so is – So am I
2: on the right podcast then? Or? I think right. so.
1: <laughs> Get two doors down. So, <laughs> so what, if, if we can clarify what you're saying, maybe flesh it out a little more, that when you serve others and help them succeed, that is actually more fulfilling to you than your own personal financial success, business success.
2: Without a doubt. Without a doubt, I've you know I have several mentors um, and all very knowledgeable at at the type of work that I do, and I value their opinion. Some people are more focused, we'll say, on dollar amounts, and as I've thought more and more about it, like everybody starts somewhere. Right. Some Mm -hmm. people have five million bucks. Some people have a huge business. Some people are literally starting with nothing.
0: Paper and pencil.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to serve people, I've found that it just, you know, I don't want to be manipulative with that, but just to serve. And like, I think that some of these attorneys, you know, they're like, man, we could partner together and you're actually going to come and be with them and not charge for that. And they're kind of blown away. So we're actually finding that so many attorneys are wanting to work with us. Just because it's so different than mm-hmm. what other
0: people are doing that's exciting, I mean so, it sounds like a completely different niche that hasn't been tapped into
2: and, yeah and, yeah,
0: and serving at its best well, people need it mm-hmm.
2: and they like even my own family members and things have said, once you figure out who you want to work with, we're in right, and we want to mm. bring our friends, we want to bring you know right and so anyways i'm I'm really pumped up about this year well my yeah. guess
0: is is that one of the bigger hurdles is and tell me if I'm wrong but my guess is some of the bigger hurdles for some of the people that you work with are probably in the fact of're just trying to find the right person to trust with yeah. that information
2: yeah and
0: yeah it's just because there's so much there and it can go so wrong I know I've dealt with my grandfather's estate at one point and we had to go through a couple people before we got the right person and that, that mm-hmm. cost thousands of dollars. I mean, that was not cheap. It was mm-hmm. not a cheap experience at all. Um, thankfully we got the right person.
2: Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Especially a lot of attorneys are hourly, you mm-hmm. know, it's like this gentleman I met with as, as I've started pursuing this, I've been having three to five conversations a day about estate planning and how that wow. fits into your financial plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, Every these these folks just sold a business down in Franklin, great people, and I asked them the same thing: Who do you use? And they said, I don't know. Who do you use? And they said, Once you get this kind of pathway set, mm-hmm. we're we want to go with you. Right. And so I, I don't know what how many doors will open, mm-hmm. but I just think, man, getting everything set up to take care of your kids, your grandkids, and it takes a minute to save up some it money. Does. It you does. want it to.
0: Well, and you don't want to, you know, have somebody just make it all disappear either.
2: Exactly. So exactly.
1: Jeez, that's kind of scary. See, I'm pumped up, man. That's cool. So if you, uh, you originally thought you were going to get into high-level construction, mm-hmm. now you're in financial planning, estate mm-hmm. planning. Yep. Um, when did you realize you had a passion for um, helping people with, with their wealth? Because like you said, I mean, trust is a big factor, and people don't like talking about their money.
2: Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, I don't know why I'd never thought about wealth management before, honestly, because my dad is a very, very successful investor. That's not his career, but he's, he's bought stocks and things. So I had a little lawn cutting business. I started when I was about eight, or not eight, probably nine or 10. I would just push mow some little yards. And I started saving my money. And my dad's like, hey, do you want to buy a stock? And I said, I don't even know what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, right. he started me investing since I was 10 wow. and kind of gave me that vision where it's very doable. Mm-hmm. And as I started thinking more and more about it, you know, just as you're knocking on doors or however you want to put that, when I came back from Hawaii, it was like, oh, I've been doing this. Why don't I just do this for a job?
0: Yeah. For a career, Yeah. That's neat. And so and so that is expounded upon the fact that you have fallen in love with the ability to help people with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean I I ask people a lot, you know, why do you work with us? Why do you tell all your family and friends? And the overwhelming answer is we know you care about us. And it's hmm. such a neat thing That's is awesome. I can give financial advice, but really it's about what's going on in your life with your family? What are you trying to do? Mm -hmm. And I get to know people, which is, I would say, my true passion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, it works. It works. Yeah.
1: What's one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome over the last number of years of building this financial business and things like that? Yeah, I mean,
2: I think that probably the mistrust factor of just other people, Mm -hmm. Um, I really didn't try to pursue like family and friends, which is how a lot of people start, not saying wrong. I just kind of felt don't want to step into that. Right. And so I literally just went door to door for about four or five years. um, And now we're all referral, but it just took a lot to meet enough people, if you will, that had a need at that time or however you want to put it. But I would say that was the biggest hurdle was just... Those first, you know, clients trusting you. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not, not been a bad deal.
0: That's neat. That is cool. That's cool. Good. So, let me ask you, because these things kind of go hand in hand in my head. But that hurdle, what kind of personal growth has kind of gone along with those kind of hurdles? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot, I mean, and I've talked to people many times, like, it's, it's where. It, you know, there's a big difference between construction and and dealing with people's money. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, in construction you do have to collect money, but sure. <laughs> it's not like you're working with somebody's money trying to make it grow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, are you asking kind of what the difference is? Yeah. There? Well, I mean, no. What what kind of personal growth has come from shifting between uh, oh, made okay. like a construction mm-hmm. into the wealth? I mean, like, there's been some personal growth on your side, as my guess. Certainly,
2: certainly. Yeah. I mean, I think some <clears> of it was just becoming comfortable as Scott, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of just being yourself, whether it's how you dress, how you you work with people Mm -hmm. versus kind of trying a little too hard. You're trying to build a business versus what if I just served the people that were in front of me Hmm. and kind of trust that the doors will open. I mean, when I was dealing with construction, I was... Like the second in command on these multi million dollar jobs. Mm-hmm. My expertise wasn't construction per se. I was really organized. I would be able to keep the jobs moving, mm-hmm. keep them on budget, and make sure that everybody, uh, nobody's murdered on the job sites, right. and everybody's you know, working together. So I, I found a role kind of in organizing and planning, which mm-hmm. is a pretty easy carryover to what, what I do now.
1: Cool. Yeah. So, if you were to start over, mm-hmm. what would you do different? As far as with
2: my work, yeah. Oh man, um, I think I would. I would just walk a lot faster. And what I mean by that is I literally went door-to-door handing out cards, and there's a lot of emotion that comes with that, Mm -hmm. where somebody says, I've been praying about this, and here you are, and then somebody else is ready to call the police and sick their dog (laughs) on you. Um, And And, and the houses are right next to each other. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So I, I think I wouldn't worry as much about what people were thinking of me, and I know you aren't really supposed to say that, but there was some... Some things where I grew, where it's like, listen, this is what I'm doing. I'm good at it. And if people don't like it, that's okay. We'll just move on to the next one. (laughs) So that took a minute to get get the hang of, if you will.
1: Okay. Cool. That's cool. Um, What do you love most about serving others in this way?
2: Love getting to know them. So, I have some folks that are going to be coming in this morning after we get done here, and they're on the edge of retirement. Um, They've got a few health issues, they've got kids, all these different things. But going to their college graduations of their son and cheering at their wedding, you know, just truly being a part of people's lives. Like, Mm -hmm. people are important. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the fun. I mean, the financial stuff, I do a lot of geeky stuff behind the scenes, but I try not to get too deep into that where right. people are just trying to live.
0: Mm-hmm. So what's, um, what would be something that you – what's some advice that you've been given in the past that you would pass on to those people that you're working with?
2: Yeah, I mean, it it's funny. I go back to my dad quite a bit just because of his experience. It's funny. You know, I I help him with his money, but he's he defers to me, but he also brings some wisdom that just from decades. And I've been asking him about the recent bumpiness in the markets, inflation, Russia, all these things. And he said, "Just tell everybody, put on your chin strap, you know, none of these companies are, you know, The big companies aren't going away. This is just and he he's getting ready to retire in July and just watching him stay the course and buy good companies and Mm -hmm. and believe in the process. Mm -hmm. So I I call him a lot for just he's a friend, you know, and a mentor to me. And um yeah, just excited to know him.
1: That's awesome. That's really cool. What um as you think about uh, financial planning for people and, and their families. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be a frustrating aspect sometimes of you know if if our community if our people could just kind of capture one thing and maybe it's one of the most overlooked things <laughs> when mm-hmm. we when we think about our own personal finances. What's that? What's that one thing that um, could just be you know? Hey, if we would get a hold of this, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that with money. Um, whether you're thinking about retirement or whatever you're trying to do, most people are pretty black and white, meaning they save almost everything or they save almost nothing. Mm. And so, what I was sharing this with somebody yesterday is I'm not here trying to grab your money. I want to hear what your goals are, and then we can build a strategy to do that. Mm. So, go out with your kids. You know, if they play golf, go have fun. Spend right. some money. But also saving a little money each month is game changer for down the road. So it's kind of a balance of we're not living all today, but we're also not living all in the future. Mm-hmm. And finding that balance um, is, I think, what we help people navigate.
0: Right. Do you feel like people that come see you struggle with that a lot? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a common problem when it comes to money. and And I think that's one of the barriers that creates problems with people talking about money. Is that accurate in your world? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think
2: what people are afraid of is somebody trying to manipulate them. Like most of my clients, I just say, listen, I have no zero agenda here. Right. Is tell me what you want to do and I'll lay out some options and we'll, we'll decide together. Is I think people are looking for teamwork, Looking for somebody they can trust that has their best interest and they feel that, whether we're picking an investment or talking about, you know, their grandma that's in the nursing home, that is very personal. Mm-hmm. And so I try to be pretty, pretty helpful as far as staying up on strategies and ideas, but also being compassionate and just listening.
1: It's mm-hmm. cool. It is. All right. So <clears throat> You've mentioned a couple of times mm-hmm. that uh, you love to play golf. Yes, sir. And you, as I, you know, from what I know, um, you're a, a adult learner. Yep. You did not grow up playing golf. No, I did not. So what is the one thing about your hobby, about your passion mm-hmm. that um, has made it successful for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it started during covid um, what I was doing is, if you guys are familiar with out of James uh, 1, out of the Bible, I, what I do is I'll ask the Lord for wisdom, because I don't, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And so kind of deferring to Him and asking for whatever that may be. And so when COVID hit, our company was like, hey, you can't go out and do what you used to do. You can't go into people's businesses. Mm-hmm. But we were allowed to go outside, and so all these people start, you know, sales guys and, you know, even, even you guys wanting to play golf when it's nice. And we could do that and be safe. And so I just started inviting people instead of them staying home by themselves or me sitting in my office. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if we included people and just had fun together mm-hmm. and stayed connected? So it's, it, it worked out really well for work, but um, really the friendships were were my big takeaway.
1: That's awesome. That's cool. That's a neat twist on that. So when you're learning something new, right. this is kind of what I was going after. When you're learning something new, yeah, inver- involve others in the process. Yeah. It, I mean,
2: a few of my clients and friends are beast, beast golfers, like scratch golfers. And a guy had invited me to play with his dad and a, a coworker and I, it was my 10th round all time. And we're standing on this tee box. Might have had a little elevated blood pressure. <laughs> and I said, guys, I, I'm brand new. And thankfully, I struck the ball pretty well that, that day. And,
1: um, but, you know, there, there was some tension. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. I mean, on that same idea there, you know, a lot of times we suffer with um, you know, imposter syndrome. Okay. And here you are, stand with you know super high powered golfers. Your mm-hmm. tenth time on the tee. Yep. And you step up to the tee and you overcome that little voice of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Where does that confidence come from? I,
2: I I would say ultimately I don't get my value from how much money I make or how much money I manage or how good my golf score is, I, I've i become a lot more comfortable just, God made me. And if I shoot a really good score, that's great. And that's what I've been explaining to my kids is, you're a great golfer, son, but I, it doesn't matter what you shoot, you're still my son when we leave here. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of almost had a mirror, if you will, to remind myself of the truth.
1: Oh, that's good. That's cool. That's cool. So... Curious. When you encounter a barrier, a hurdle in life, mm-hmm. a struggle, um, you know, one of those crises in life, what what is what is the first thing that you do in terms of facing the reality of that struggle?
2: Does this mean like in any area? Any area,
1: absolutely. Yeah,
2: if if I have an obstacle, I've found that fear is almost like a thin veneer where a lot of times there isn't even anything there. It's just a fear of failure or like, I don't know what's going to happen. And so what I do, I have, you know, whether it's my parents, I have a lot of really close friends. You know, even talking to you guys, when we go out to lunch, sharing those concerns or fears with other people, God will do something mm-hmm. and help you have strength to get through it. And not trying to do it all on my own or just white knuckle in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so wisdom and friends and wisdom and, and just praying about it. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Just, I, just fear
2: for me is almost like an alarm goes off for me to look to Jesus. Like, this doesn't depend on how well I'm hitting a ball or how well things are going. Mm -hmm. He is my source. Mm -hmm. And so he's gonna have ideas, he's gonna have wisdom, he's gonna open doors that I could never open. So it's kind of a weird thing to becoming more dependent on him and on the Holy Spirit to just lead our path. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have as much even though I have responsibility, I don't feel that it's all on me all the time, right. and that hasn't
0: always been that way. Huh. That's cool. That is cool. Well, Did, we... you... Sorry. Sorry. Did you feel that early on when in your business, like you just felt like there was a lot more pressure on it versus... Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So over time, that's kind of been part of your growth as yeah. well? Yeah. One of my
2: buddies, um, there's a couple pastors that I do work for here in Greenwood um, at a different church than you guys, and... Um, I was just frustrated. Like, it was growing, but it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And mm-hmm. I felt I was doing all the right things. And I said to him, you know, I just can't believe that my branch is... And said some rant, you know, right. or whatever, venting to him. And he said, you know, it's interesting that you say my branch. He said, you know, that's Jesus's branch. Why don't you let go of it? He led you here. And just let him bring people to you. And I was just like... A breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. where I was holding something that so wasn't tight. mine to hold. Mm. Is I just need to steward it, honor people, and do what I need to do, but right. ultimately, he's got it. He's, he's got, it. got it.
1: Good call. Good call. <laughs> I got a question. Between that moment of realizing this is Jesus's branch, mm-hmm. and you mentioned earlier that you spent four or five years basically going Door to door to the point where you felt like, okay, this you know my business is up and rolling. It is hard being patient between those two moments as you're yes. building oh. building a business. What about that liminal space there? What do how how should leaders how should you know people who are building a di- business how should they think about that space in their lives between okay I'm gonna I'm gonna give up control you know things mm-hmm. I'm gonna serve others like you said earlier I'm gonna serve others trusting that the doors will open um, but knowing that. It might not just be two weeks. <laughs> oh,
2: no. No, it will not be two weeks in most cases. Um, and I think that's where our society you know, is kind of the microwave society. And it's like there's nothing wrong with microwaving food, but if you want to make something good, it's going to take a minute. Whether it's investing, whether it's building a business, building a marriage, friendships, those don't just happen. Right. It's, it's effort over time. And so I had a lot of older people that would support me, that would pray for me, mm-hmm. but I think that struggle is very undervalued, and it, it shaped and knocked off some areas of pride that I honestly didn't even know I had. Mm-hmm. And you you start really being able to connect with people at a deeper level where you, you don't have it all figured out and you're the smartest guy ever is, no, it was... My success wasn't built on success. It was built on hard work and failure at times, mm-hmm. but you learn. And I, I feel like I'm a lot better for it. I'm really thankful.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Sustaining so the course during that time.
2: Yeah. Is... Yeah, hardship. You don't, you don't get in shape in one day just because you tried hard. Right. And, you know, just do a few push-ups a day and mm-hmm. you might
1: lose weight. Who knows? There you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, we've mentioned a lot of things along the way in terms of, um, you know, what you lean on in, in life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure there's some listeners out there going, "All right, we've got a, we've got a finance guy. We've got a very organized guy mm-hmm. behind the mic. What are some of your favorite resources? Whether that's on the organization side, the the, the geek side mm-hmm. <laughs> of what you do, what what are some of your favorite resources that you that you use? Yeah. So
2: I, behind the scenes, I feel like I need to be getting better and better a little bit each day, kind of like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I read a lot. Um, Edward Jones is who I work for. We have a great company behind us with analysts, different resources on different topics. We have continuing education, and I'm able to kind of tailor that for what I need. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I've been spending – we added a new administrator this year who has been phenomenal. Marissa's absolutely crushing it. And she's taken a lot of the administration things that I used to do so that I can focus, say, on this estate planning stuff Mm -hmm. and really focus and concentrate on it. So I feel like the people are coming into place to –
1: to really push this forward, right? That's awesome. Right. So what's um, what's next for Scott Fry at this point? You got the estate planning coming up. Yep. Um, what, um, is that under the umbrella of Edward Jones or yeah? So okay.
2: estate stuff like trusts and wills and different those type of pieces are actually written up by attorneys. So that's why I'm going to have those partnerships because okay. they're bringing the legal piece to what happens if somebody gets sick or you know mm-hmm. passes or something of that nature. And then I'm able to uh, structure the wealth management side and the investments or however you want to put that to do what they want, to give it to their kids at the right time for their family. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really a partnership.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, cuz all the ingredients from from the law side of things to <coughs> the accounting side with CPAs mm-hmm. to the investment side of things, that's three distinct specialties. Right. Yes. That have to converge in that moment. So, okay. And it's yeah. hard to get all three of those people in one room. It is. And that's <laughs> why I, I
2: felt like I needed to get, you know, give up my time, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. and say Instead of me saying, hey, Chris, you need to go find an attorney, is, hey, I've got three attorneys. This is one that I think you'll really like. What if my office set up an appointment and we'll go over there together and just make sure from my seat as the financial advisor that your goals are being written legally into these documents and everything is covered? That's awesome. And so, yeah, I th- it's going to be good.
1: That's cool. Well, how can we best um, connect with you? If uh, someone wants to, you know, play golf or yeah, <laughs> learn yeah. more about estate <laughs> planning or financial, you know, planning, what? Yes, uh, how, for do we, golf. how do we find Scott Fry?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh, here in Greenwood. Um, I work for Edward Jones. So you can just look up Scott Fry. You know, Edward Jones mm-hmm. and my office will pop up. Uh, Marissa and Debbie are who I work with, and so they do a lot of my scheduling and have different roles in the office. But yeah, feel free to call us. We love uh, going out for lunch, playing golf, or right. whatever you enjoy. If you want to invest some money, we can we can do that What's too. What's your office number? It is 317-881-5873.
0: Okay. And we'll probably put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, That's thank awesome. you for your time, friend. Yeah. I appreciate it. And all your definitely. We do enjoy your wisdom. I wasn't <laughs> joking. Uh, so thanks for
1: spending time with us. And uh, Yeah, I hope the next time I see you is uh, between oh. two little white tea boxes. Yes. Markets, right? There you go. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. We'll see you in just a moment. Yep.
0: Jason, that was great. You know, I, I I wasn't kidding when I always I always enjoy talking with him.
1: He's just given me so much insight over the years. Just I, talking with him. Scott is such an, an intentional and uh, just he's just an incredible guy. Right, and I just love
0: his vision for. Um, I mean, he is the perfect leading and serving person. Right. That right. Uh, and we've had some great people on here, but he is yet another one that I'm super glad that we were able to. Get him on here and just chat about his
1: ability to serve people around him, right? And I love his humility around it as well. That, yes, um, you know, you kind of have to pull it out of him, right? Um, he, he's just so much about other people.
0: Yes, it's great. And I, it's funny because I think sometimes he struggles with the whole idea of um, of talking about it because he's right. afraid <laughs> that he's going to come off
1: as he is doing it, and right. he's not. I mean, he's just he's just a great guy. Yeah, yeah. So, Scott's great. I love... um, You know, you see somebody successful like Scott and you just think, man, things just clicked for a guy like that. Yeah. You know, he's just so personable and relational and he just cares about people so deeply that, you know, it just... Overnight. And I loved that I got to hear a little bit about, no, man, it was hard. Right. And... um, Knocking
0: on doors for four to five years to try to get things moving It's just... That's not easy. That's crazy. And the whole conversation of
1: one house wants to, like, have you arrested, the next <laughs> house is like, thank you, God. I know. I you know? know. And I loved I loved the phrase he said that – he said, I just have to – I think he and – I'm totally paraphrasing. Right. You know, that um, something about – you know, I, I realized that, that it's just a thin veneer of fear. Right. And, you know, that beneath that is the gold. And yeah. so many times we get stuck on the fear. We get stuck on that, uh that resistance in front of us. And it's just, uh yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a great time and, and a great...
1: Um, yeah. And I love moments. that he is, he's pioneering new paths, you mm-hmm. know, of saying, yeah. here's something that people truly need. And, you know, and... It's not for my benefit, but how I think I can bring together all these different avenues of lawyers and CPAs and financial planning and and help people out in this, right? Because it's not it's not easy. It is not. You know, we had to you know, our family we we adopted years and years ago, mm-hmm. um, and so we had to do some of the um, some of the steps of estate planning. Uh-huh. You know, because you know, through the adoption, they want to know that there's a will. You know, there's all these different things, and it was hard. Really? You know, just knowing where do we go, who do we go to, Are we you know, somebody even looking out for our interest, or is it just right. the you know the the bill that they send us
0: <laughs> right? Well, and, and we went through it too. And yeah, we just picked the cheapest guy <laughs> right <laughs> because I mean, truly, I had no relationship with that person. I didn't know them. I didn't know if, like you said, I didn't know if he was just out
1: for my benefit or if he was out for my benefit or not, right. Right. Um, and you're trying to, you know, for us, we were we were really young, and we're trying to process into life questions that right. we, we didn't know how to deal with. Right. You know, and it was just kind of, here's the question, what's your answer? We I don't know. Uh, yeah. like Well, go think about it. Call yeah. me, you know, you got to, the t- clock's ticking. <laughs> right. And with Scott, the clock's not ticking. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, he he truly just enjoys being with people and and uh, get to know him Yeah You know He's, he's not blowing smoke For, for sure right. So But man We need more Scott fries. Right we, so, do. we do We do We do We do Hey, um, glad you tuned in today. If you would like to give us a like or a subscribe, or uh, send us an email, uh, suggestions of leaders in the community that you know um, that you'd like to hear on the podcast, we would love to hear those suggestions. So, yes, uh, please do. Emails in the show notes. Just shoot us a line. Let us know. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks for tuning in and uh, keep on serving people. All right. All right. See you guys.